Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is the Pillage Pastor. What we're talking about today is what happens when your dream or dreams die. What do you do next? Are there steps that you can take to get back to that place where you can dream again? And why is it that you can't dream anymore? What happened? Have you given up? We're going there next, so stay tuned. Now, is your dreamer broken? I know that my dreamer has been broken on numerous occasions, and my take on this, when you don't have the ability to dream, is that I have to believe, number one, that if I have lost the ability to dream, most likely it has been because of a dream that has been destroyed. Maybe I had a dream in the past, a vision in the past of what my life was going to look like. And then it all went down the toilet. And all of a sudden I'm like, why dream again? If I risk dreaming again, isn't it possible that everything falls apart again in the same way that has fallen apart in the past? And that is, of course, yes, it's a possibility. And so oftentimes, if we have lost a dream and everything has kind of crumbled all around us from maybe years of what has been built, then you are afraid to dream again and you need the motivation to do so. You need the inspiration to dream again. And that's a hard place to be. You know, for instance, in my case, I went through a divorce and lost Everything, everything fell apart. My marriage, my relationship with my kids, my career, and on and on again. And I thought, what's the point, you know? Because I saw over years how these things had been built up in my life, these good, wonderful things. And then just overnight, it felt like just overnight, everything kind of fell apart and I lost everything. And I never got to be a part of so many things that I really enjoyed doing. And so even as we approach the holidays, I think of what, you know, before my divorce and before all of those things, what did my holidays look like? What did Thanksgiving look like? What did my Christmas season look like? By now, even before Thanksgiving, I was preparing and even celebrating Christmas already. But I'm like, what's the point in doing that? How do I get back even to enjoy where I can several months in advance, you know, celebrate Christmas. And so I lost motivation to really go after and enjoy or continue enjoying things that I used to so much enjoy. And so, and so my attitude has been more of like, what's the point? What's the point in dreaming again? What's the point in building again? What's the point in going after something again and believing that someday I'll have back in my life those things I really enjoyed and I valued because can't they just all be lost once again? And yes, they can. But does that mean you shouldn't go after things? Does that mean you shouldn't build back up things in your life and enjoy things? Does that mean you shouldn't go after hobbies that you once enjoyed and do things that you once enjoyed because you're afraid that you'll build it all up again and then once again, it's lost? Well, Jesus says, behold, I'm making all things new. And I'd love to believe and I choose to believe that that Obviously, it does have end times and like overall restoration um, 
eschatological implications in that verse. But the idea is, is like, he's like, behold, I'm, I am making all things new. Like I am a God who loves to restore. I am a God who loves to build. And because you are created in my uh, image, I want that to be something that is at work in your life. Never stop dreaming. Never stop creating. Never stop building. Never stop imagining. Never stop investing in this life that I've given you. Don't just give up. But you might say, as I did, I don't have the energy. I don't have that in me. Maybe you don't initially. Maybe you go through something and it's really traumatic initially. And it's not, you know, in you initially, I want you to understand that if you're in that place to where you're just like, I can't imagine myself ever dreaming again. Well, that time will come there. There will come a time in your life. So I want you to have hope right from the beginning. You know, I want you to have that hope that someday you'll be at that place to where you can dream again if you're not dreaming now. And maybe you are far past uh, your trauma. Maybe you are far removed from you know, going through hell in the past. And you are at that point where you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm dreaming again. This is great. I'm seeing things come together. I'm enjoying things that I used to enjoy a long time ago. And I'm finally enjoying those things again. I'm finally basically coming out of that dark, that dark tunnel. And so wherever you're at, I had a friend that told me years ago and I went to move to California. So I went from the Spokane area and had to get out of this area. So went to Colorado Springs and worked there for a summer and had to get out of there. And I got a job in California and moved to California, but all my kids were still here. So I was just crazy then. I don't know why I did that, but I, I wanted to be close to, to my brother. I wanted to be close to family there. Um, and, uh, and my kids were getting older and moving out of the house and all that kind of stuff anyway. But the idea is, is I moved there and I stayed with a friend and uh, the friend said to me, he's like, man, you're not going to think clearly. You're not going to be able to um, to function, the, you know, in a healthy way for a, a few years. I mean, give yourself time. It's going to, you know, there's there's a cycle that needs to happen. But eventually you're going to come around. You're going to be able to think clearly. You're going you're going to heal emotionally. You're going to start enjoying things again. So prepare for that. You might have to function mechanically right now. You might have to just kind of get up and like a robot, just kind of do your thing and do those things that are healthy, kind of map out your life and just follow a plan without having the the emotional umph behind it. But eventually you will have that. OK, and so and the healing will be prolonged if you are off doing your own thing and and living a a bad lifestyle, that healing and that process is going to be prolonged. And God wants you to get to that place as quickly as possible. And so the more you abide in him, the more that you kind of separate yourself, isolate a little bit, only be in those healthy relationships, be part of healthy activities. You're going to heal a lot faster and get back to a place where you can dream and start actually seeing those dreams come to fruition through that healthy lifestyle and healthy activity. And so with that being said, I'm going to take a break right here and uh, be right back with you. Based on uh, an addiction that you had, I mean, did you have an addiction that actually killed your dreams? Like, I mean, for instance, like something, something as common as alcoholism has alcoholism killed your dream, like made you unfunctionable to where you can't, you can't dream anymore. And you saw everything fall apart and everything that fell apart took years perhaps to build. And so you've just given up, you know, like what has taken, what took hold of you? What ha came into your life that stole everything from you and has gripped you? I read an article recently in regards to addiction and addiction can be anything like, I mean, anything that basically has mastered you and addiction is a, 
stealer, a thief of dreams. Like addiction really can just take it out of you and rip everything from you and destroy everything that you have built over the years. And thus it's, it's, it's a thief. And oftentimes through deception, because all of a sudden you become reliant upon that addiction as if it were a relationship and uh, a relationship. People can steal your dreams, but addictions steal dreams. And I don't want that to happen to you. And maybe you're saying, I can't dream again until I get over this addiction. Then get over the addiction, man. It's a relationship with a substance or a thing or even an addiction to a person. It's a, it's a relationship with a person that you need to move past and just cut ties with. And I understand that if you're letting these things into your life, that these things will keep you from dreaming and you know that they are keeping you from dreaming and so an encouragement from someone who has been caught up in addiction before uh, and since and over time just one thing or another you can look back track it track your addictions find out what has stolen your dreams what has caused chaos in your life destruction in your life that you have to get old over in order to fly again in order to dream again addiction is a roadblock to achieving your dreams or even dreaming itself learning to dream again you want to dream again get that thing out of your life you'll never get it under control. So just get it out of your life. You'll never get an addiction under control. You just need to remove it from your life and flee from that addiction, flee from that thing in order to then be put in a place where you can begin to dream again. That is a thief. It is a deceiver um, that is taking from you. So you can't take hold of what God has for you. So Easier said than done, right? I get it. But nonetheless, I've got to say it. It's like, are you unable to dream? What is the roadblock to you dreaming again and to reaping the benefits of a dream? Is it addiction? Then deal with it by removing yourself from that. One of the things that I found helpful, and this is something that, um, you know, I oftentimes don't have enough time to share with, with you about the things I've discovered. But one of the things that I have found about addiction and about things that you're just attracted to that are destroying your life is what if you did this? What if every time that addiction or that idea or that opportunity came to mind, you prayed specifically for those who struggled with that addiction? So if it were, for instance, again, to use kind of a blanket one that's obvious among so many is alcoholism, let's say that you're just straight up like, God, I'm craving alcohol, I, you know, I, I, you know, I want you, though I understand that it, it's destructive nature, I want you to heal those who have been destroyed by that addiction to alcohol. Like God, I pray for those individuals whose families and whose lives have been destroyed by that addiction. Or if it's pornography, I pray for those who are trapped in pornography and it's destroying their relationships right now. You know, I pray for those who, you know, who have, a, I don't know, another common one like 
obviously everybody had an addiction to uh, nicotine at a time and to chewing tobacco or smoking. And I, I, I chewed tobacco. I'm like, God, I don't want this in my life. Remove this from my life. I pray for, for those who have an addiction to this substance, of course, beginning with me. I will say this. This is what's really cool, guys, is that I did have a desire to chew tobacco and a desire for nicotine and God will take that from you. Believe it or not, he will take that desire from you. If you seek the Lord and truly want that gone out of your life, he will take that out of your life. Like if you're just feeling guilty about something, God will take it from you. But oftentimes we return to that. Um, even a substance, I, I kid you not, this is true. Like even a substance like tobacco, God can remove an addiction. But the thing is, is that by way of routine, or habit, we do return and then we are recaptured and we are re, um, um, was it chained, enslaved by a substance or by a thing just by habit. And so, but however, if you pray for those that are involved in that same thing, that's just another level. And I believe it, it, it does work. It's worked for me. Like not just to pray for myself, but to pray for others. Remember, like, break free from addiction and from temptation by not just praying for yourself but praying for others who are dealing with that same thing let's take another break now i think we need to keep going with this and so i'm going to leave you with this so a few things okay so remember coming back to all of this is that god does want you to dream he's making all things new and he started with you He's making all things new. He started with you. He's not going to give up on you. He wants you to dream, live out your true identity. You are meant to dream. You are meant to build. You are meant to imagine. You are meant to create. And you you can't stop doing that. You can't stop living out who God has intended you to be. But a few things I'm reminded of is number one, in closing, anyway, you, you if by the way, we've heard pastors say that, right? Like in closing, like hopefully they actually close. But so in closing, I promise I, that is my intention. Uh, number one, you, ha you have to grieve. Go through that grieving experience. Give yourself grace for crying out loud. Give yourself grace. Like if anybody, like you don't need grace from anybody but Jesus like, give yourself grace. Relax, dude. Jeez, you're going through hell. And you know what's been said, and I can't remember who said it, but if you're going through hell, keep on going. But give yourself some grace and grieve. Give yourself some allowance to grieve. Oftentimes, we don't know how traumatized we've actually been. And, you know, forget about those who basically are like, get over it. You know, I remember being told that. Just get over it. Okay, people cannot speak for you and like they don't know you. Oftentimes you don't know how you've been impacted. Give yourself some grace. Allow yourself to grieve properly. It's okay to feel horrible um, about your loss. That's okay. I'm going to give you permission right now. If you need somebody to give you permission, I'm giving you permission right now. Like give yourself grace, okay? Forgive yourself. Let God forgive you. You know, seek the forgiveness of others. If they don't forgive you, so freaking what, right? Um, it's okay to let yourself patiently experience the full range of your emotions as it relate to your dream, okay? It's all part of the experience. You lost your dream, all right? My goal and my hope for you is that you experience the ability and take the opportunity to dream again. You deserve it, right? 
but do it. It's, it's important. Um, give yourself some time to work through the stages of your grief. There are stages of grief and I should do a video on the stages of grief, but, and, and I will, but you need to give that opportunity to do that. Like take the opportunity to do that and give some time to work through the stages of your grief. Most importantly, don't let yourself indulge in self pity. Okay. Like don't let anybody else tell you that either. Okay. So like I was in stages of self pity and I think that some of those stages, they're all going to be normal, but like some people are like, Oh, you're having pity on yourself. You know what? Some level of pity on yourself is actually acceptable. Okay. But for yourself, set a standard that I'm not going to going to do this because you're going to benefit from not um, setting that standard and from choosing not to be, you know, exercise self exercise self pity. Um, but most importantly, yeah, don't let yourself do that. The sooner you are in a place to accept your situation, I accept it. The sooner you're ready to embrace a new dream. You want to dream again? Just get over it. Like, let it go. But don't tell it. Don't do it because somebody else told you. Do it because you're telling yourself to do it. Get over it. Right? Tell yourself that. Get over it. I need to get over this because, like, I'm worth it. Like, I'm I'm a val I'm valuable to God. Like, I'm going to get through this. Not because someone else said to do it, but because I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to keep myself in a place of hurt. Don't do it. Don't keep yourself in a place of hurt. Number two, grow. Choose to grow, right? When a dream dies, the question is not whether you and I will experience loss and pain. The question is you need to ask yourself, what will I do with this pain that I'm experiencing? What am I, what am I going to do with the pain that I'm experiencing? Okay, you can make that choice for yourself or what you are going to do with that pain. Pain can be used for good if it uh, forces us to pause and ponder what's really important. That's amazing about pain. Like after my divorce, after all my failures, like I have never had never experienced so much pain. Never. Like it, it was, it was painful and it was difficult for me to believe, to process that anybody else, like I was like, has anybody ever experienced this, like this much pain? Yes, they have. And yes, they were able to work through it and you are going to be okay in that pain. Pain can teach us valuable, wonderful lessons. It can cause great dependence on God who can restore all things and make everything perfect and well. He hasn't left you. He loves you. Okay. That's the biggest thing I can say. And I can't even express to you how much pain I felt I was in. I know others had been through it, but it was, this was my pain, but you know what? Um, it was horrendous, but God understood it. And he had never left me. And that's what you need to remember. He has never left you. And so another thing is your dream was a part of you. Now that it's gone, that original dream, which gives you actually an opportunity, which is great. You could dream again. You can build anything you want. Hopefully it will be by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that helps you build that new dream. Hopefully it was him that built it before. But there's a possibility that it was not God that built that original dream, but you. So it puts you in even a better place to where you can allow God to help you build your dream. You can partner with him and just say, God, give me a vision. Give me a dream. Give me like something that you will guarantee will be a, come a, become a reality if I adhere to it. If I just follow.
follow you, you're responsible, God, for any vision that you give. You are responsible, God. If you speak to me, you're responsible for fulfilling that vision or that dream. If it's of the Lord, he has to fulfill it. If it's of the Lord, he's going, hey, this is what I want to do. You want to get on board? Let's do this thing together. So give him an opportunity to do that. Uh, get permission uh, to try new things, to experience new hopes, embrace the challenges, and grow in ways that are different from the old dream. Flex your dream muscles. Find some new strength. The death of a dream doesn't have to be the end of your, your hopes, your personal ambitions, your desires. But I do encourage you to submit those things to the Lord. Um, so if you've lost it, if you've lost this dream, if you've lost the ability to dream, I want to be on journey with you. So we're going to continue this. Uh, but with that being said, this is the pillaged pastor for such a sinner as I. Please, grace, come down. I need, it, need it, that grace, and I know that you are as well, and I'm here to listen to you. And um, and so many others are, are here as well. They might not know how to be, but they are here. So with that being said, all right, talk to you later.